Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. And welcome to another Tuesday morning. I'm Jacob Bosecker. I'm Leah Hensley. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing great and recovering from London or not. Yeah. Or not, because you did not go. <laughs> and if you didn't go, you're probably gearing up for something else because it is championship season in full swing. Hot diggity damn. Um, <laughs> it's it's a great time to be alive in, in the sport of OCR. It is, and lots of stuff to talk about before we get into all of that. As always, our episode is brought to you by Vanga CBD. Vanga um, CBD, great product. Leah, are you using it? I am. You know, it's funny you asked me that. So, yes, of course, I use it very religiously. However, I ran out of my bottle upstairs uh, a couple days ago. And where do you keep although, the bottle? Well, I keep it at where I brush my teeth because I take it before I go to bed. Yep. And I took my last um, gel cap a couple nights ago and my next full bottle was downstairs in my office. But when I'm already upstairs, my teeth are brushed and the dogs are already asleep downstairs. I forget about it and I don't want to sneak back downstairs and go get the other bottle. So for the past <laughs> like three nights, I haven't had it. And you're and like, no, I've, no, no. <laughs> for no reason other than pure laziness, just because yep. it's downstairs. It. and Right. So I have the, I have it. Um, but so I woke up this morning and I'm going to be honest with you. I felt like crap. I've had a busy, um, training week, which is when I normally double up on my dose and I've been without it. And I am sore as hell this morning. So much so that the first thing I did when I woke up was got my bottle and it is waiting for me in upstairs where it should be tonight. Well, that's good. You know, I'm, (laughs) so I've never doubled up. Um, I doubled up, well, I doubled up once on uh-huh. the dosage and i i just don't need as much as normal people i don't think but i do do i do take melatonin on a regular basis with it oh okay. and i, I kind of find like a balance between the two and i really like it i think it's uh, just allows for more and i'm i am notorious for looking at my rim sleep and looking at stuff like that but anyway um yeah. without without going on a tangent here yeah um, check them out if you guys haven't it's yeah. just the best out there um, I'm, it's I'm the happy best to say CBD out there for endurance athletes. Period. Sure. Next song. They're <laughs> they're coming around to some more um, OCR events. Hopefully, some people met them um, over there in Tahoe. So, anyway, check them out. VangasCBD.com/slash/brocr. Save fifteen percent with code brocr. Uh, without further ado, uh, we've got some other stuff that we can talk yeah. about with a new code. Yeah, we do. We've got exciting news for um, for our listeners, especially those in the Midwest region. Um, you guys have been hearing us for, for months now talking about local races and the importance of supporting smaller races. And we have 
um, an awesome partnership. We've been working with a local race here, um, mm-hmm. Abominable Snow Race. We're actually working with them kind of pretty closely now. Mm-hmm. And um, we are really excited for the 2020 race. We've got a few different um, things. But uh, without further ado, Abominable Snow Race. Yep. If you guys have not signed up yet, there was a date change. It is now in March. Um, so hopefully, you know, check your schedules, see what's going on. There's usually not a whole lot going on that time. Um, it's when people start getting itchy to get back out there. So, so let's, um, let's talk about abominable here for a hot second. Um, why do you like abominable? Um, abominable to me just offers a different twist of fun. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about cold racing here lately and mm-hmm. abominable capitalizes on the snowy fun part without being cold and miserable, like Tahoe and stuff like that. Agreed. Um, it's just a different environment. It's fun. It's, it's fun challenges. Um, it's just a good home course put on by awesome people. And it's one of those just have fun days. Um, you know, I, I think so much about the community and I think about the people that go to that race and mm-hmm. I, they normally have like 2000 people at that race. It's a great time. It's, yep. it's fun. They have so many fun traditions there with all the Yeti stuff that they do. Um, and I, I need to throw out the video last year. You went, you've went the two years beforehand, right? So th- this is the fifth year of abominable or the fourth. Uh, Fifth. fifth. This is the fifth year of Because I missed the first and I missed the last and I was there for the middle. Okay. So I was so we actually switched. We were I was there one year with you. And then right, I missed right. the one year before. I've almost made all years of abominable. But um great time. And last year they held this oh, it was like there were like maybe fifty of us that went out and did this nighttime five K run out in the snow after the polar vortex and just previewed the course and looked around in the middle of the night, um, starlit. That sounds gorgeous. How excited I am for that this year. Oh, it's, but... it's, it's great. It's Friday night for the race. Nobody's been out on the course and it's, it's just so quiet. You're under the stars and it's, you can do things at races like this that are local that you can't do anywhere else on the planet. I mean, it's, it's just fun. It's, right. it feels intimate and it's, personal and that's the kind of stuff i love with this community it's fun it, it, it guys get to abominable get to abominable um right and but anyway sign up now and, and there's a re- co- yep yeah yeah we've Go got ahead. a code now guys we do guess what it is code Bro-C-R. Bro-C-R. if yeah. y'all can't remember the Spoiler. codes we're throwing at you it's pretty consistent then we got some problems <laughs> pretty consistent sign up now um and that code is going to be good Um, even as the prices increase, it's going to stay steady. So, you know, don't spend more later, pay now, sign up with BroCR and save some money. You know, they're really doing good at this place. Um, devil's head there, uh, just North of Madison, maybe 30 minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. they've even got a decent discount right now. If you check it out, I shared something earlier this week on my Facebook or maybe it was last, it was last week. Sorry. It's the beginning of this week, but, um, Mm -hmm. they've even got rooms there slope side for like a hundred bucks. That's true. It's a deal for the race, and the whole resort is going to be closed down just for the race and people racing. So it's going to be just an awesome, fun weekend. Um, Again, check them out. We're planning so many awesome, fun things. Yep. Abominable Race, save some money with BroCR, and just be there. Okay. So 
so so next topic of discussion here that we've got because we've got so many topics today. We do. Um, should we talk about Highlander or should we go straight into the championship season? Let's cover Highlander and then we'll go into championships because we've got right, one guys. after another. Something big happened last week in the past week of OCR, which if if you've been following me and Leah and Bro CR and all we've been mm-hmm. doing, uh, we had a blast at Highlander. Yeah. Uh, if can't you speak. haven't checked out our footage from that, I mean, it was just, it was an awesome time. Everybody, we had a freaking yeah. great time. It was nothing but positive reviews from the racers. Um, it's just an amazing event. Jacob and I um, and see the event. About 600 people there. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, there's no reason you can't have a thousand people there. And I, I say that about things like that. I say that about Indian Mud Run, mm-hmm. um, which which we'll be talking about here in about, you know, 10 minutes. Um, but, um, Highlander Assault, though. Great race. They're putting on a second race in the year. But and we talked with them greatly about this thing. And I am mm-hmm. so adamant about, okay, if you've got a race, Leah, I think mm-hmm. that race needs to do one event a year. And knock it out of the damn park. I, you know, I, I would agree with that. I think that, you know, we're, we're kind of stretching it a little bit to get the two. I think there's an interesting twist this year because, yes, there are two events. However, what makes it unique is that one of those events is going to exactly. be a nighttime event. Exactly. So, and it, it needs to be something so different. Yep. It needs to be something entirely different from what you normally have. Yep. So it's not just a repeat, that y'all. It, don't don't hear this and think, oh, there's two races. I only need to go to one. It's going to be two completely different races with two completely different experiences. Absolutely. They're still trying to figure out everything. There's going to be like a – there's going to be a pit area. So it's it's multi-lap. Mm-hmm. As an option, so, not not only. Yep, as an option. But you can go in there and run the 5K. It's right. going to be a 5K course at night. Mm-hmm. Tiki Torch Lit. With obstacles. With obstacles. Freaking awesome. Beautiful venue. Um, Live music. They're in the festival area in a barn. That you come back and you can pit and you can go back out. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome time. The date was announced, I don't know, weeks ago. um, May 30th. And everybody was super excited. And we were starting to see some registrations roll in. We're going to have the dark ages coming. And then what happens? Spartan. Spartan happens. Spartan comes in. And here, here's the thing. Okay, not only one Spartan race, but we I feel like we got bamboozled here. We got double bamboozled. It was okay, so earlier this year, if you've been following Spartan Race, mm-hmm. they said, what were they changing all the supers to? To a set, what, 10K? 10K. 10K this mile course. Yep. So Leah, I don't know about you. I've seen I've been in this sport long enough. I've seen sprints. At a 10K distance. Oh, absolutely. The majority of your sprints are going to be over five miles. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Close to that Close to that 10K distance. Now to see the supers as a 10K. Right. And the, sh- the sprints shrink down to a 5K. Are they saying it's going to be a 5K now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they came out. The sprints are 5K. The supers are 10K. And the beasts are half marathon. And here's here's my opinion on this. Okay. So the Chicago race, they don't have a super anymore. For years, notoriously, that's one of the venues that will have a super on Saturday and a sprint on Sunday. It's how it's always been. They've had two Chicago races per year. Um, the first I one had, had a super and a sprint, and the second one has a beast and a sprint. 
Well, it, no, 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 no. I'm, no, that's just been the past two years. And I'm going to say this. The Chicago Beast is the Indiana Beast. Well, yeah, I think it's silly that we're calling it Chicago when it's closer to freaking Indianapolis. Yeah, it's an hour from Indy. Right. It's an hour from Indy. It's it's the Indianapolis Beast. Which, P.S., um, is an amazing venue, but that's besides the point. Yeah, Badlands is great. But it's it's one of those things, though, for the longest time I felt that, like, I used to have a decal on my car from... Mm-hmm. Um, Chad Weberg, um, mm-hmm. if, if anybody remembers the fire team, mm-hmm. um, he was head of the fire team. Um, I had this decal. Indiana was red. Um, Illinois was blue and uh-huh. Ohio was green based yep. on the different Spartan races that we had here. And freaking now it's Michigan is the only in this area with a super. Yeah. So they announced the Spartan came out what we're talking about. They came out last week and they announced for this Chicago Spartan weekend next next year. Not only same is it going to be a different weekend, they plopped it right in the same weekend as Highlander, but they also took away the Super, and it's going to be just a sprint weekend. What? Don't have a venue yet. Right. But then, but then on top of that, guess what's going on in Ohio? The Beast. The Not just the Beast. Oh, and the Ultra Beast. Exactly. Yeah. So you've got another example of Spartan stealing from its own market, which is so frustrating, especially in the Midwest area where, let's be real here, the races are not plentiful. So when a race comes to the Midwest, people will travel to it. And then you've got the same company putting two races on within a couple hours drive of each other. It's craziness. So here's here's my opinion, Leah. Here's Mm -hmm. my two cents. Okay. So in the past... Richmond Hunt Club has been the basis of the Super Sprint Weekend, right? Which I am over that venue, but yeah, it's 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 a cornfield. It's a paintball right. place in a cornfield. Um, cool enough. Wherever they decide to do it in the Ohio area, it's going to be a Sprint Weekend. Mm-hmm. You are within driving distance. Then yep. at that point to Highlander. Yep. Here's my point. If if for some reason. You want to go do both. It's still cheaper than driving all the way to Ohio. And, and it's you get totally a multi lap Easily. Yeah. And if, if you're newer to the sport, I would even tell you to do this. I think because it'd be an this, awesome weekend. You go run sprint. Or even Spartan. if you just and uh, even 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 speaking to Highlander, a five a three K course with multi multi pitting. It allows you to learn how to pit right. And that's right. if you, it's your first time you're trying to learn how to do this, man, right. or preparing for something like um, what was announced this year just recently. Uh, Chicago is going to have a tougher mutter this next year. Yep. Yep. Great Hartford. place to learn how to do nighttime pitting. Toughest mutter. Sorry. Yeah, toughest mutter. Toughest mutter. Um, that's where these like community races come into yeah. play. This is so important, so, guys. So the Bro CR suggestion in this case is. Sprint Spartan in the morning, and then come join us at Highlander in the evening. Yep. I'll buy you a beer. Come come hang out with me. Give me a hug. <laughs> yep. That's the plan. All right. On to championship. Are you going hmm? to be at that Highlander? Are you going to be That's at That's my plan. Oh, uh, yeah. My okay. I'm just checking. Double dub, uh-huh. check. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. My kilt is too long. I need to. I need to make it a little shorter. <laughs> there you go. Come join the mini kilts with me. 
Thinks, okay, okay, I'm gonna rock it. Okay, on to the next. Right. On to the next piece here. All right, so we are in the throes of championship season. We um, we, ha- we had Tahoe, and next up was London with OCR World Championships. Guys, let's talk bloodbaths. Yeah, so we see another example of shitty conditions, shitty weather, turning out carnage is basically the general gist of what I've got. Um, The two themes that kind of I took away from this weekend was, number one, it's going to be raining and gross at championship races, so be prepared. And two... Americans are nowhere near prepared compared to the Europeans. I said it. I think our obstacle standardization is just very different. A hundred percent. And not just standardization, but our obstacle difficulty is just different. You look at the rate at the obstacles that were thrown out at, at world championships. And a lot of them were because it was on the nuclear races permanent course the difficulty that the athletes in Europe are are used to on a weekly basis to compete at is leaps and bounds what we deal with here in America. And when you put it on an international stage like that, I'm sorry, but they just crush us. You know, and I'll, I'll say it. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. If there's one place to prepare for something like that, Indian Mud Run. I mean, I would definitely say, without a doubt, that's the best from an obstacle difficulty standpoint by comparison that we have domestic, um, you know, to compare to the European races. Absolutely. But even that, I mean, it's it's, it's not even quite got, there, but it's the closest. But it's thing. not quite there, exactly. When you look at the onslaught of what those athletes faced um, in London, of just the never-ending grip obstacles. We just don't have that. And we've t- talked before when we've had other directors on, you know, a lot of it is not necessarily a strength thing. It's a technique thing. And when athletes are being faced with obstacles at these championship races that they've never seen or never tried before, it's a technique that they don't have. It comes down to efficiency, too, I feel. It's, um, you know, because okay, you do this rig that's really, really technical and you blow out your hand strength. You've got another one here in a quarter mile. Well, that's exactly it. You know, we see people spending so much time at a particular obstacle trying and retrying and retrying over and over that they finally get it and only to be slammed with the next one. So, you know, we saw time hacks come into play this weekend. There was many people that DNF because of the time thing. Um, You know, it's just, Looking at the footage from this weekend, it just looked like, I mean, it looked fun, but it looked like a just complete mess. Okay, so let's talk numbers. Yep. So if you look at the overall participation between 2018 and 2019, numbers are numbers down. Are down. Um, numbers are down. Numbers are down. Not drastically, it, though. N- no, no, not drastically, but they're definitely down. And I they're think down. that... I think several things play into that. I think, you know, we've talked about the fact that Americans just don't travel as well. And if you have a race at the same venue two years in a row, chances are you're not going to have as many athletes traveling two years in a row. So I think that that played into it for sure. That's fair. Traveling for that, that's fair. But you're going to get 
the same amount of locals, if not more. Truth. And I'm I'm curious to see what the breakdown is of participation from, you know, domestic versus abroad kind of comparison. Well, you um, you look at it, you looked at the metal count. The Netherlands had a ton of metal count yeah, this past weekend. And Sweden. Destroyed it. Yes, they had great weekends. I mean, and and America pulled out some some age group stuff. Um, but from the pro few. standpoint, from a pro standpoint, eh, kind of struggling. Well, and it's it's one of those things, you know. We've seen. We're never going to see OCR get as crazy here in the states as we did in 2015. I've accepted that. That was the boom. Right. But I will applaud and say it's became more international. Oh, for sure. And that's that's great. Well, I mean, and speaking of that, like, I am so excited next year. It's coming back to America. Um, you know, yeah. I love I love the international feel. It just nothing compares to it. And, you know, in my opinion, that's the best part of, you know, the OCR World Championships. It is. Is, is, is being around the other countries, you, you know, meeting athletes from other places. It's just a completely different feel and sense of pride. And I want to get a Dutch just... Mudman shirt so bad. Hey, anyone <laughs> listening do. who's got a Dutch Mudman shirt that could hook Jacob up, let us know. The Dutch, <laughs> the Dutch never give up, baby. The Dutch never give up. Um, so yeah, I am. I'm definitely excited to see it um, come back home. I think that anyone who's planning on coming needs to take note. And really spend this next year focusing on specifically upper body and grip strength. Because although we're not going to have the availability of the nuclear race obstacles, I don't anticipate, you know, I, I anticipate there still being, you know, that challenge. I don't you think it's going to be as hard. Hmm. Two companies. Well, so I, I expect like Urban Sky. Yep. Oh, for sure. Um, I expect, which is a company that we've we've made videos with before with BroCR. Yep. Um, it, I expect Force Five to come out of the frickin' like just out of nowhere doing stuff like crazy. Dude, when you compare, I mean, Force Five. Let's talk about them. They came out on the scene about what three years ago, maybe three or four years um, ago. Yeah. And have just blown it out of the water. They they spent like maybe they had I think like one obstacle the first you know, race or two yep. and now they've had several and they keep stepping it up and it's it's really impressive to see where they're taking the sport. But at the same time, you know, I've I've made my my opinions clear in in previous discussions. I I get concerned when we start talking about this kind of stuff because I feel like there's that You're looking fine at the numbers. Line. Yeah, it's a fine line between that OCR versus that Ninja Warrior with running. And, you know, it's it just depends on where the evolution of that sport's going to go. And I personally don't want to see it going to the Ninja Warrior plus running. All right. All right. So um, let's go there. Let's talk numbers. Yeah. So this weekend, okay, the... The 3K was actually pretty comparable. Yeah, and years. I think the weather was not too bad on, on that first day. The weather got yuckier on day two. Yep. Um, yep. Or it, it got yucky day one, but towards the afternoon. So I think the, the open waivers. Yeah, you've got Just your like age Tahoe. groupers. Yep. The age groupers were affected more than the morning heat people. 
Yep. Um, and you can see that in the numbers, the the success but rate again, for the your, pros your was fine. Your distance is not that far. It's not. Yep. It's going to take less time. Less obstacles. Less obstacles. Yep. Um, quicker, quicker succession and rapid fire. Yep. But then Saturday is when things got real. Yeah. Saturday, the weather came, temps dropped, rain came. You started seeing stories of the hypothermia setting in again, which, come on, people, prepare for your races. But that's another point. Um, we've, we've had this discussion many times. We've we had this discussion. There. Show up prepared. But um, other than that, you know, we saw, you know, that's when the obstacles started getting caked in mud and water and slippery. And we really started seeing, you know, people struggling and hearing stories of people at obstacles for hours on end. Hours at a time. It always happens. Yep. Um, But the age group success rate. Mm -hmm. 2018, what was the failure rate for age groupers? Oh, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I, it was... Let me pull it up here. 30, 40-something percent. All right, so to give an idea here, in 2018, you had 1,650 people signed up, and 39% of those people DNF'd. Okay, so that's about that, a 60% that was last year. success, right? Yep, 60%. Well, um, yep, yep, 60% success rate. Mm -hmm. This year, in those age groups, we went down, are you ready for this? Hit me. A 35% success rate. So the numbers completely switched around. Absolutely. Yeah, 35% 35 success. That's just crazy and you know you hear those numbers and everybody's got an opinion and you'll hear you know there's the people that will say oh it's the championship race it should be tough but that's you know i think when when your numbers get that low when you're talking about your age groupers that qualified you're not i'm not just talking about you're talking about 1600 people and then out of those people over a thousand of them did not complete the race that's that's a hit you know it's less than 600 people in the age group finished with their bands first of all if you finished with your band and everything if if you competed there hats off if you finished with your band good job you were there congratulations for sure and if you kept your band double congrats but i'm very curious to see what adrian's response to this is going to be in in preparing for next year's course Next year, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah. But once again, we're going away from somewhere where we see these European obstacles and they throw together some pretty rough stuff. Yeah, we know um, from Stratton there's not going to be the water. There's not going to be the digging in the pits. Um, but we don't know what the weather is going to be like. And in the fall, Vermont. Yep. In the fall in Vermont, it could very well be snowing and freezing. So it could. we'll just have to play it by ear. You know, and we'll be there. We'll be yeah. we'll be making videos and having a good time and reporting about it with our friends. But yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it to come back. Okay, so here's a real question: Do you see the numbers going up next year? I do, just by virtue uh, two big reasons. I think the numbers are going to go up because one, we're back in America, and yeah. Americans are going to travel. Um, and two, the elimination of Noram. Bingo! Um, right there. Is, 
is going to be, you know, huge. I think Noriam was, a, you know, a good thing to have a race domestic, but I think that ate into the OCR World Championship numbers. Because if you have people traveling for Noriam, you know, a big chunk of them is not going to travel back again, the, the, you know, the next month. Yeah, they're only traveling for one race. Yeah, it's one they'll, race. They'll They've got that. all year to plan for it. I think we're going to see numbers shoot back up again, th- and I'm I excited. I think the numbers are going to get big on two races, that race and Indian Mud Run. Because I, I think agree. people, and mainly because it's the spacing. Yep, they're, got they're good, good distance apart, for sure. There's a good distance apart. People can plan for it. People can travel for it. And we know with Hubie's involvement with the Adventury crew, Chances are we're going to be seeing something tested out there. So, um, absolutely, I'm I'm excited for those two races. Okay, so I'm, I'm here in the middle of our podcast here this week. I'm going to go to a really weird place, Leah. Are uh, you ready? Are, are you holding on? Okay. Where are we going? So, so we've always talked about Noriam or, or OCRWC mm-hmm. and doing things and picking things off other little race series like Indian Mud Run with the floating walls like that. Mm-hmm. What obstacle would you love to see from Highlander? At Indian Mud at um, OCRWC. Hmm. I know what I want to see. Well, I would say, ooh, well, I would say the Caber carry. That's what I want to see. Cool. That's it. But I'm not going to say that because that's, they're going to put our asses on the mountain carrying that telephone pole, and I don't. No, like it'd be that. awesome. It would be awesome. It'd be great. <laughs> I want it. I want that. I want that. I want those photos. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. I want the Caber I, carry. That makes me fearful. I mean, that's a signature Highlander obstacle, but... Or Scotty's that, Hammer. Scotty's that, Hammer would be good, too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one, too. Oh, um, I want to see Caper Carry there. I want to oh see Caper Carry. Well, don't give Adrian any ideas, because I, uh, last thing I want to be doing is carrying a telephone pole up the mountain. I, I will tell Adrian. I will say, <laughs> man, you need to get with these Highlander guys, and you need to get the Caper Carry in there, because it would be legit. <laughs> Because we need some variation on some carries there. And it's it's one of those carries that is entirely different. Yeah, nobody else has, so. Okay, so you've been abominable so long. What what obstacle would you like to see from Abominable there? <laughs> well, the the answer I would give would be just the snow tube. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, we can't have the snow tube and we don't want to put that evil on our on our listeners. You know, but there's a race that has an inflatable tube and you snow tube down you, the mountain. You do get so, to do a slide. That's pretty hey, fair. Remember Blue Mountain when, what was it, the first year where it was snowing, or not snowing, where it was raining so bad and people were sliding down the wreck bags? On oh, the know? wreck bags, yeah, I remember that. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> it would that. be fun. It would be fun. There's a big enough mountain. I'm going with the snow tube. <laughs> I, I would say the they have these things called the oil rigs, that it's like this weird rig that you climb up and bring yep. up off the top and then you run off the other side i would put that yeah, in there simple thing but yet it sucks some time and takes you know just takes takes a minute to get through so could change and things then up. the last the last local race because i'm just throwing these out here frontline you know what there was a there wasn't a lot of word talk about the um the short course how long was the short course this weekend like the ninja distance course oh for... at, at, in london yeah 100 meters. 100 meter. I want to see that with a weight vest from Frontline OCR. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I want to see that with like 20 pound weight vests and like just throwing that. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Well, now that we're totally changing up all the championship race dynamics. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just 
I'm just throwing things at the wind just here. living the dream. <laughs> well, let's move on from one championship race to the next one. All right, let's dance, girl. And we've got Sweden. Sweden. Next. Yes. Sweden. Sweden. With Klaus Bosecker, sponsored by IKEA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sweden, we are now learning some sneak peek you know the information is starting to come out from sweden and we have learned that it will be a five mile course this year it was longer last it was longer Um, last year it was about a six mile yep but it'll be five miles this year but the big old kick in the butt this year (laughs) big old kick in those five miles there is a total elevation gain of two thousand 2,000 feet. Are you keeping track at home, kids? Because that's going to hurt. <laughs> that's a ridiculous amount of gain in a shorter amount of time. Okay, so, Leah, real quick. What is the tallest mountain on Earth? On Earth Everest? Yes, right? good job. Oh, good job. <laughs> what, is, what is the peak of that? 30-something thousand? Very close, 29,000. Okay, okay. Look at okay. me doing that. What do, you, what do you think the base is at Everest? Oh, you know, I should know this because one of my friends um, just climbed it. Um, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Tell me. 13,000, also known as Breckenridge. Okay, so 13,000 The top peaks at Breckenridge. And you double that plus some and you've got to the peak of Everest. Mm-hmm. So for Sweden... We've got one lap of 2,000 feet. So that means mm-hmm. most people's goals at these kinds of races is 50 miles. 50 miles. That's, that's Which realistic. Which would be 10 laps. So in 10 laps, you're doing 20,000 20, feet. gain. More. More than Everest. Base camp. Base camp. Base camp to top. Then you throw in... <laughs> Papa Joe's <laughs> challenge of 100 miles. 40,000 foot gain, kids. Seriously, I mean, come on. Let's 40, be realistic here. foot gain. <laughs> so, okay, there's so many things about this that are just one ass kick after another people so talk first, about the owl's head spartan race and how it's one of the hardest ultras and it's only eighteen thousand gain yeah this is less gonna than blow half. less than anything out of the water that has ever been done before with ocr as but far what as the makes as far as the mountains goes yes and the thing is when you have two thousand feet of gain and only five miles that's, how that's much really... of that course you think is going to be runnable oh it's going to be hard it's gonna suck. So if you have people who it's are li- who are realistically and truthfully <laughs> aiming for that hundred mile goal, you know, like Killian and Adkins and guys and, like that. Yeah, I mean the pace that they would have to maintain <laughs> to hit a hundred miles. Insane, insane. I, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and call it and say it's not happening. <laughs> Nobody's making a million. Well, the only guy that can make a million realistically, and don't get me wrong, I love you, Nicole Miracle. I think right. you are a phenomenal athlete, um, but sister, I just don't see you making forty thousand foot gain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't miles. think uh, that's just. I mean, plus obstacles, plus turret. We haven't even heard about, you know, what the obstacles are going to be like, and what. There's you only know. two people that can make it right now because they're the two winners of Tahoe, mm-hmm. and it's Miracle or Killian. Yeah. Do you think Killian and- could do it? 
if you held a gun to my head and told me to pick, you know, two people that I think could possibly, if all the stars aligned and the sun was shining on a dog's ass, could do it, I would put him there. I'd put him in the top five. I, I would. I would. Well, I would put him probably t- top two. I would put him and Atkins. Atkins, yeah. I, I would put Atkins number one, and I put Killian number two. Um, be, be, with with Killian's track record and performance at World's Toughest. Yep. Um, exactly. And his exactly. track record with these endurance events, I think he would be up there to do it. Do I think it's going to be done? I don't. I'd love I, to I see doubt it, it as done. Well. I, we would love to see it done, but I just no. I trifecta world championship and do right. great there, which I, I think Nicole's planning on going to. And she I think is. Nicole will, yeah. And then I think Nicole will do great at the trifecta world championship. She, I'm sure know? she will. Um, but I don't see with the way Sweden's lining up, man, that looks ugly. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the way it's lining up, I mean, these athletes are phenomenal athletes, but I think absolutely. It's, it's it's not the athlete at this point. It's the course, and I just think it's silliness. But agreed, agreed. We'll and see how it shakes down. Uh, it, Sweden just looks like a looks like a good old time, right? Right, it does. So we'll see how I, things go, and we'll. I'm sure we'll be getting some more information as the next weeks go on. I know they're anticipating we'll, a gear list, and you know and we'll, we'll be keeping you guys up to date on all that it. stuff. Yep. Um, so, so other ultra OCRs. Yep. After Sweden, we roll right into world's toughest and we had a lot of news, um, these last week or so from world's toughest. So, um, we covered it earlier this year, you know, this, the, the CEO of, of toughest or world's toughest mutter, um, tough mutter in general, I guess has changed and we're seeing some changes in leadership um, and so have now we're seeing, um, I have not personally, I know people who have said he's amazing. Kyle's a great dude. Yeah. So some of the changes were announced. We, we got our first like athlete briefing for world's toughest. Um, and there's basically three big key point changes. Um, number one, they announced the hot lap. So what the hot lap is, is Friday, and I forget the hours, but during certain hours on Friday, which is typically pit load-in day. So everyone's coming in and loading their crap. But from certain hours on Friday, course is open. And athletes, competitors, as well as pit crew, if they pay an extra, I think, 20 bucks maybe, Mm -hmm. um, can Can go go preview the course. Yeah, you can go out there. You can see the course. Now, they did kind of tease us and say some things may be covered up, um, I think, specifically regarding penalties. Um, But, yeah, you can go. You can do the course. You can strategize. Um, So, I think that's going to be cool. Leah, Hmm. am I going to World's Toughest Mudder with you? Uh, duh. I'm going to be hanging out in the pit having fun. Actually, I'm not going to be just having fun because I'm going to be crewing for, as it stands for, athletes. So we're going to be busy, but Well, here's the thing. For for all of our listeners, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I I cannot compete in WTM this year. I'm not. I've qualified. I I don't see right now with where I'm at Mm -hmm. it being a wise choice for me. I'm, consider- I'm considering coming. 
okay. and hanging out. And it would be fun to pit for people. I want to be like a Yancey cult figure there and helping oh, out yeah. people Come who need. Come on down. The pit so is I'm, awesome. If you I'm guys are to listening there. to this and you're curious about World Stuffness and there's even a little mm. spark inside of you that thinks, hey, maybe one day I want to do that. I encourage you Come wholeheartedly. Down. Come down. Find an athlete to pit for. There's never, you know, there's never a shortage of people needing help. And it's just an amazing environment. It's a good community. And that's, it is. you know, talking to Kyle earlier this year, he said, you know, I want to turn WTM into the burning man of OCR. And I'm like, yep. you know what? We don't have that. That sounds nope. really cool. <laughs> well, and what's exciting, you know, everyone I think was really surprised mm-hmm. and up in arms when, when Tough Mudder announced no more prize money. Um, but it's now kind of taken on and going back to its roots and it's going back to the fun community social event. So, um, I want to see bonfires. I want to see bonfires. I'm going to bring hot dogs. <laughs> I'm gonna, I want s'mores. Like that's going to be the new <laughs> things. I'll make s'mores with you. Hell yeah. Let's have some brosier s'mores. <laughs> so, okay. So that okay, was the first next topic. change. Second topic of change for this coming year is pre-selection of pit spots so what used to be um we you know all competitors would basically be ranked um ahead of time you have your elite contenders your regular contenders your people who've done you know 10 tough mutters the people who've done you know all the way down to newbies and based upon your status you were assigned a certain time frame and a pass, and when it was yep. your time, it was a free for all, mad rush. Pick out your spot and chaos. Wild West, food. yep. And people tried to get spots next to each other, and it was just madness. So I think this is actually a really good improvement. They are still ranking people based on various different levels, mm-hmm. but it's going to be an online ahead of time pre-selection so during your window you go online click on your little pit spot reserve it it is yours whether you show up first or whether you show up last on load-in day your spot is your spot you know where you're going to be yeah you're done um, credits so i like that idea a lot i think it's very wise um and change number three which Press. you know totally <clears throat> I think when you first hear it, you're kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. But when you really think about it, I think it's going to throw a big wrench in in the game. And That's right. right. Jacob Bosecker's nuclear burritos are going to be available <laughs> on site. You can come- With guac. <laughs> so With the- guac. It's extra, though. <laughs> yep, of course. So the third change is the party pit. And what it is, is everybody who's done Tough Mudder knows about Coach. And Coach um, is known to, you know, dance and have fun and spice things up. And so what they have done is created a halfway quick pit stop um, where it's going to be Coach's party. And we are told there's going to be music and games and fun and whatever all night long um, and it's going to be an opportunity for pit crew members to come and meet their athletes for a quick pit. Now this does not include gear. You cannot bring gloves and wetsuits. It is just for food, for nutrition and water and to check in on your athlete and say, Hey, what are you going to need when you come back? 
And they're going to come in that quick pit, and they're gonna be like, you know what? I could really use a Jacob Bosek or nuclear burrito right now. With guac. But With guac. And I'm like, done, man. I'll go make you a burrito. <laughs> so what's interesting about this, at first you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. But here's the thing. Number Smart. one. It's an it's about a mile from the pit to the quick pit for your pit crew. So I don't know about other pit crew members, but I'm not spending my whole night hiking. Walking a mile back and forth. Back and forth. Two miles round trip just to be like, yep. hey, here you go. Here's a bottle of water. Because you know what? If I'm doing my job as a pit crew person, my athlete should have a bottle of water. Yep, they um, should. And but the other burrito. part of it and what they're telling us is coach is going to be bribing athletes throughout the night. Hey, come here and win a golden carabiner. There's going to be games to entice you and heaters to entice you. And hmm, I, I think that is a slippery slope, kid. I agree. You go you in know, there, you get nice and warm after a little bit. You're like, man, I just want a free unicorn. <laughs> yep. I, I got my, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm warm. I'm toasty. I don't want to go back out for another two and a half miles. So now you've got, you know, for, for anyone who's done World's Toughest um, or events like this, when that night falls and the suck sets in. Shit gets real. Shit gets real. And it's self-talk. I just got to get through five miles. And once you start that lap, you know yourself, well, I got to finish it. Like, You're what am in. I going to do? Yep. I'm not going to turn around and go all the way back. I might as well just finish it. But now... You've got that halfway temptation when you're in that zone of suck to be like, ooh, it's warm over there. Maybe I'm going to sit down a little bit. Yeah, it might. And it's it's going to be a mental, mental lockdown. Yeah. If I were running this year, I would ignore that quick pit like the plague. Yeah, Personal. it's it's you you can't allow yourself to get in that unless there's I don't like think anything good's going to come of that. <laughs> a point of a carabiner. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that's going to be. So, you know, World's Toughest, you earn carabiners, which are basically um, free passes through obstacles as the night wears on. So I'm curious to see how they're going to do that with the quick pit. Here's my thing. My, my goal, if I, just, if I decide not to run, mm-hmm. is to convince Coach mm-hmm. for like one hour that night mm-hmm. to let me take over the quick pit. <laughs> and now it's my show and it's just gonna be oh madness. my goodness well i'm not it's sure that's gonna work Bosecker's in charge well if there's anyone who likes the microphone more than you i think coach might be one of them coach might be the one <laughs> coach might be the one but if i could so give we'll him see. a burrito with guac <laughs> with guac <laughs> I, I will make you a I will make you a glorious nuclear burrito coach I actually got to meet Coach and talk to him and hang out with him for the first time in Tahoe this year, and he, he's a fun uh-huh. dude. He's he's an awesome guy. <laughs> he's a right. Um, he you know super fun. Nothing but spirit and fun, and just totally embodies what what OCR and what the Tough Mudder community is. So, but I bet um, I could get him to eat a nuclear burrito. <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> but I am super excited. World Toughest is going to be fun. Um, I've ran it for the past three years. This is my first year not running it. Um, and I'm honestly just as excited to pit as I was to run. And that's kind of where I'm excited. Like if, if I decide to come down and I decide to pit and just hang out, um, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. So it's not too late to sign up for that. If anyone's still on the fence, like I said, if you're curious, 
sign up to pit, run the hot lap, see what it's like, yep. have fun with us, come That's hang out. Yep. Come hang out, come give us a hug. We'll love you. So, we'll, give you we'll give you guacamole. And yeah. Leah, we've kind of been talking for a while here. We have. I think we've covered all the major races. This is the this is the peak of the season. This is when things really get exciting and we see if, you know, the whole season's, you know, if the work you've done is if it's showing. So Absolutely. It's, it's exciting and, you know, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing how things shake down. So you know, I'm really excited to see this with WTM and, and Sweden and because I think people are going to just be broken after Sweden. But I hope that the people that go to WTM, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be it's going to be just such an interesting dynamic for the rest of this year. Yeah. And I'm excited to see it play out. It's going to be fun. So Nuclear with burritos. that, I think that that about wraps up championship season for, you know, you guys who are still listening. Thank you. And as always, yeah. you know, if you can drop us a line, leave us a review, subscribe to the podcast. That's, you know, how we know what you guys are liking. We've, we're getting We've been getting a lot feedback. of reviews lately. Yeah. And I love it. Um, please, please. We totally appreciate you guys taking that time. You know, Absolutely. give us a review. Um, subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you think. Let us know what you're doing. And not just the good. If, if there's things you don't like, tell us. If you think your Jacob Bosecker nuclear burrito has too much salsa on it, you know, I'll hear <laughs> we it. We want to know. I'll hear it. Um, before we get out of here, though, um, big shout out to um, Human Octane. Absolutely. Human Octane, we, ha- we had Brent on here last week. Um, you know, great company, great grassroots movement that they're starting with their clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some stuff coming out next year some things changing up get dialed in with them a uh, great great gear for ocr athletes i'll be honest i'm kind of sad i'm not running wtm because i want to try those pants out there for like the multi-lap you keep ta- got- i've got pants envy i want some pants you should have pants envy because i jumped in i i paid my hundred dollars i got my pants and i should have paid for the pants i am i'm jelly of the worthwhile pants. i'll wear my pants all night with coach I'll, I'll probably put a burrito back in them. <laughs> well, like it's you know, like Brett told us last week, there are some new products coming out. So if you're not already following them, um, check know, them out, guys. So. Humanacting.com, great stuff. Um, I guess that's all. I, is there anything else we're forgetting this week, Leah? I think that's about it. Uh, we've got some other really good. Um, podcast coming up here um once again uh thank you everybody last week for the side hustle um i'm gonna be putting on another episode of the side hustle this thursday um actually i've got a party um she's a local down your way leah yep she is she's down here in georgia um one of the original badass mamas of spartan racing barbed wire queen of green um so we'll be throwing that out thursday morning uh, for our side hustle having a good time and we've just got so much content that's going to be pouring out here over the next few months. And we're we're excited to do projects with you guys. And if if you want to be on the podcast or talk about things, reach out. Yep. If you've got a weird story, we want to talk weird stuff with you. We like that. That's our life. Yep. Um, Give us ideas for topics, guests you want to hear from. Um, you know, or secret guacamole is... recipes. Maybe if things get really low this season, I'll do a secret guacamole recipe. Dude, I'm all about the guac. So we are good to go. Until then, uh, uh, we'll see you next week, or or me Thursday. Um, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We will catch y'all out on the course. Take care, guys. Bye.
This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.